And one thing that, that the thread that just came through again and again and again in almost every class I taught, in, in almost every time I sat down to a page, was trust. You know, so I think it's so important to be deliberate and to really mm -hmm. understand that every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And Christy, this is what I learned this year big time, that when I say I could do that in my sleep, I uh -huh. can't. I can't, <laughs> actually. Hello, welcome to Emerging Forum. I'm Christy Ashwanden. And I'm Rosemary Wattelotromer. This is a podcast on creative process, and we're all excited for our annual end of the year program. I was trying to come up with a fancy way to say it, Christy, but... Fancy? Are you? Are we fancy now? I don't think this is a fancy podcast. All right. <laughs> this is our annual looking back, looking forward, uh, yeah, end of the year review. That Exciting. was it. That's what I was yes. trying to come up with. End of year review. review. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a concept that you introduced me to. I had never done it until you and I started doing it back when we began doing our podcast 2019. Yeah, that's so interesting that it surprises me that you weren't doing it before because I think of you as being a lot more organized than I am on this kind of stuff. <laughs> but, um, but it is great. And I one of the things I love about doing, you know, end of the year review is that it's almost always, it's almost universally true that when I actually quantify and look back, you know, take a sober look at how the year went, it's almost always better than I thought it was. Or, or you know, I realize there's some fun things that I somehow forgot about. And uh, this year was no exception. Although I will say, I feel like this has been one of my best years yet. What does that mean to you? Well, so I was just looking over our notes from last year's end of the year show and looking forward and Basically, it means a couple of things. I did the things that I was intending to do. Like I actually got all of them done and feeling very good about them. And, and yeah, I was able to, to really uh, play out my intentions and didn't get sidelined, which so often happens or stymied. And yeah, just things went like I wanted them to, which, wow. you know, so rarely happens, right? You know, that's interesting because I feel like I had an absolutely phenomenal year. But and it's in part because things went a lot of them went the way I thought they would. But it's also because things went so differently than I thought they would and and went much better than I ever could have. Things came in that I could have never dreamed of. And it it was just there was so much sweetness in this year that I couldn't have predicted. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I had a little bit of that too. You know, I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing, except for, you know, I, I had sort of my main project, which is this short run podcast series, which, you know, is is not completed yet, but it's getting there. I have all of the scripts done. Uh, they're almost all approved by the editor. It's moving forward. I'm so excited, Rosemary. It looks like, you know, I'm starting that podcast series with a conversation between me and you, and I could not be more excited about that. <laughs> and so for people who haven't been listening in before and they don't know what your podcast series is, maybe just give a little... Sure. It's a, a short series about uncertainty and science. And so, of course, I begin it with poetry and rosemary because <laughs> <laughs> nothing pleases me more than uh, sneaking some poetry into something, which reminds me, by the way, one of the highlights of this year is I wrote a little essay. I hadn't published, I actually hadn't published an essay in a while, but I 
I just, uh, in the December issue of 5280 Magazine, which is the Denver City Magazine, uh, published an essay about how much I love my ski job, and I managed to sneak a rosemary poem into that. So yeah, that it's always a highlight when I can get poetry into a prose piece, <laughs> particularly when it's your po- poetry, Rosemary. Thank you for sneaking poetry into the world, Christy. Always, I love always. all the little surreptitious ways people <laughs> might find it and think, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right, right. Well, I think, Christy, I'm wondering, of the things that you did in terms of creative projects from the Mm -hmm. last year, is there something that you can look back on and think, I didn't know that before? Were there any kind of epiphanies that came out of your creative practice this year? You know, I think so... This morning, I was just reading this fabulous interview with Elizabeth Gilbert in this little newsletter called Oldster Magazine. They they have this standard, uh, the Oldster quiz that they give people, asking them about their age and how they feel about it and whatnot. And it was really interesting. This was a great interview. I'll put it in the show notes um, with Liz Gilbert. And one of the things she talked about was just how good it feels. I think she said she was 55. And she said it felt really good that she she just feels really competent at her work and what she's doing. She knows how to do it. She doesn't stress about it in the ways that she used to. And it really resonated with me because I thought, aha, I feel like this year was like that for me. You know, I wrote a feature for Scientific American that I was really happy with. It's coming out. It was supposed to be in the December issue. It's actually in the January issue, 2024. But, um, you know, it it was a project that was really fun to work on. But I felt, you know, the whole time, like I knew what I was doing. I didn't have, you know, there's always a little bit of anxiety and writer stress whenever you're working on something big like that. Um, This is a pretty long feature, but I just, uh, you know, I feel like all the work that I did this year, I just really enjoyed it. And I felt like, yeah, I know how to do this and I'm competent and I'm doing what I love and doing what I want to do. And that feels good. One of the great blessings of getting older. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had an interesting epiphany this year as as I was going through. (laughs) And it was this. Um, I suppose it goes hand in hand with yours that that I could actually do all these things that that I wanted Mm -hmm. to do, that I was able to. I had to write a book, a a book of prompts. I had a month Mm -hmm. to do it. And I knew I could do it. There was Uh no doubt in my mind I could do it. And Christy, this is what I learned this year big time. That when I say I could do that in my sleep, I Uh can't. I can't, (laughs) actually. (laughs) That just because it's not hard anymore, just because it's something that I feel very fluent and conversant and and joyful even about, Mm -hmm. it takes time still work that I mean that's why we get paid for it right because it it does it takes time and it takes effort and I I agree with you and that's an epiphany that I I feel like I had a while ago in my career where there was you know as a freelancer doing a lot of work that's like stuff that's easy and I feel really competent at but at the end of the day it's still work and so one of the things I kind of came to realize is that you know when you're making a living as a freelancer it's very necessary to take that work and it's important but it also um, it doesn't get easy It, it gets it's easy in the sense that you can do it, but there's never sort of a, a, a place where that effort becomes zero or it always is effortful in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And so it and that takes away from your energy to be able to do other work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a challenge. And I think, you know, this is part of um, the creative person's need to pick and choose work and decide, you know, how are you going to feed your own creative spirit and do that? And, and how do you uh, stay balanced. And one of one of the big things that happened to me this 
happened with my career this year is that, you know, I have this other uh, full-time job that is not, um, it's interesting. There is a, there are some creative aspects to it, but it's not writing. It's something different. And what I found is that it just, it gives me so much more room and energy for the creative projects that I really Uh love. And it makes them so much more satisfying because I have that energy and it feels like, oh, you know, the fact that there's side projects to my main job actually makes them sort of more appealing, makes them more meaningful. Mm. And in some ways, I'm sort of like, oh, my gosh, why wasn't I doing this all along? <laughs> That's yeah. great. I love that. I love that you found by doing something besides your creative work, it gave you more energy for your creative work. It really did. And, you know, I, you know, it was sort of my secret sneaky little plan for taking this job was that I thought, okay, now that this will allow me to do the creative work that I really, really, you know, that's meaningful to me and that I really care about. And that's actually proven to be the case. And I wasn't, you know, I, I, I was hoping that would be true, but it, it wasn't a guarantee. And I will say that it was, you know, it wasn't all roses. Like one of the things that turns out, you know, I have to prioritize my day job. And that means that I don't always have as much time as I want. And, you know, mm-hmm. I am spending my free, my free time doing this creative work. So I'm, you know, in some ways I'm working harder, you would say I have less time off and all that. But, you know, in terms of my enjoyment and, uh, you know, the things you know that I'm getting back from it are, are great. Well, I'm the opposite of you this year. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what a surprise. But the that I threw myself so completely into creative work, that's all I did. And that it's been so exciting. Every day I, w- I wake up, Christy, and I, I kind of pinch myself. I look at what <laughs> I'm going to do. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is my life. It, even so it's too much, <laughs> right? Great. It's it's been too much. It, and and I realized that and there was a time I know you remember this back in I February do. where I I looked at all that I had to do before April and I thought I don't know if there are truly enough hours in a day between now and April for me to <laughs> yeah. do this. And I I freaked out. I got mm-hmm. really scared. And then talk to my fabulous life coach, Rebecca Mullen. And I sat down, I, I, I said, help. <laughs> and I sat down with a calendar and we really thought how many hours is every single thing going to take? Mm-hmm. And we learned I could do it. I could do it mm-hmm. if I stopped teaching my private students, which felt sad, actually mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop teaching them, but, but it was clear that something had to go. So I, I had to write letters to all my, or actually I spoke in person to almost all of my students and said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to, to keep this up for now. And hopefully, you know, I think I told them in June, yeah. <laughs> well, June came and went and yeah. I was like, well, probably this fall, the fall came and went. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to me how things have shifted. Mm hmm how I didn't actually want them to shift and how what I really needed to do when, when I was devoting everything to this creative, to many creative projects, there were many of them Mm -hmm. all at once. Yeah. How important it became then to be so focused in terms of where is my time? Mm -hmm. How much time do these things take? And then to be, to let myself completely fall into that, that structure. That's Mm -hmm. what it took. It took that. And then I did it. And I, and it you happened. Did it. Yes. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a couple of interesting lessons here, I think. And one is that, you know, we can't do it all, all the time. There are only so many hours in the day. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, this is kind of a problem that comes with success is you have more opportunities and you have more demands on your time and, and on your energy. And, you know, so I think it's so important to be deliberate and to really mm-hmm. understand that every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else because mm-hmm. you have to, you mm-hmm. know, you can't do both. <laughs> you're, you're devoting that hour or those days to that project and not something else. And so we need to be careful. And, you know, the other thing is the things that you do beget more of that. And so, you know, if you want to be doing a particular kind of work, you know, you want to be uh, looking for that and doing that because every time you, you keep saying yes to work that you don't want to be doing, right. um, <laughs> it's really taking you in the wrong direction, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I did any jobs this year I didn't want to do. That's How's great. That? That's, That's amazing. That is a successful year, I would say. I would say so, too. Yeah. I would yeah. say so, too. You know, I think the the other, of all the things that, that happened this year, a couple of things surprised me. And, mm-hmm. and one of them was just how big trust was for me this year. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember, my, my word for the year last year was hello. And yeah, that turned out to be a really good word for me because everything that showed up, I was like, hello, fear. Hello, exciting new project. Uh-huh. Hello, I can't do it all that I said I was going to do. <laughs> hello. Um, you know, I got. I felt like I got to meet a lot of different kinds of creative challenges and I felt like I was up for meeting them. You were. And one thing that that the thread that just came through again and again and again in almost every class I taught in in almost every time I sat down to a page was trust Mm -hmm. and it was this truly I suppose trusting process Christy trusting Mm -hmm. that if I showed up that that it would happen it, the form would emerge. That the form would emerge. Yeah. And it did again yeah. and again and again mm-hmm. and again. And so often not as I thought. Sure. But it was exciting, I think. The more I realized how much trust came up, mm-hmm. the more valuable it became. You know, the yeah. more I was like, oh, here it is again, this opportunity to trust a blank page, to trust this other person, to trust myself, to you know, to mm-hmm. trust this process. And it, I don't think I used to think about trust. I don't think it was anywhere in my (laughs) realm of thinking around creative Mm -hmm. process before. And now it just feels, and I think this goes back to what you were saying about Elizabeth Gilbert and about you and and the sense of, I I can do this. And here it is. It's, there's this ease in it now. Uh, Not that I don't still have writer's block. Of course I do. Yeah. But I don't, I trust that it will not last forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. That reminds me of when I was writing my book and I hit this phase in the process where I just didn't I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know it was like I had all this research. I didn't know how to put it together. The form had not emerged. It was really frustrating and I felt kind of overwhelmed. And I remember you were very much with me at this time. But I also had this very profound sense that like this is part of the process and trusting that like there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with like this is just how it goes. And I had to sort of fumble around for a bit and try some things and sort of muddle my way through and really trusting the process. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I had someone asking, I was actually interviewed on a podcast a couple of weeks ago about the book and, and he asked me something about like, how did you do this? How did you put it together? And I was like, I have no idea. 
idea. I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't like, know. It's kind of weird because on some level, like the, the creative process is sort of mysterious to me still. You know, I know that there is this part of any anything, you know, even, you know, this feature that I just just wrote. Um, it, it had been a while since I'd written something this this long before. And and, you know, I knew that I could do it and I knew that this is part of the process. But there was, you know, a few days before, you know, the, the when it kind of got down to it, it was like, OK, you got to write it. You, you know, you need to have a solid draft. I just had to sort of like fumble around and know that it was going to happen. And it did. And I, I trusted. And, you know, but there's always that moment where you're like, what the hell? Why did I agree to do this? I don't know what this is. <laughs> and you just have to fumble through. <laughs> but having that trust, and that's where I think I feel very competent now of just knowing and trusting that it will happen and mm-hmm. recognizing. You know, I think the other thing about being older and having done so many creative projects over the years is just understanding and being able to recognize the various stages of the process, too. Yeah. You know, and feeling like, um, So, for instance, with my podcast, um, I had done all this reporting and I had, you know, much more tape or recordings. You know, I have many more interviews than I had space for in in the, the podcast. But I had to sort of I realized I kind of felt like, oh, I'm behind. I should have the scripts done now. And I realized, no, this is part of the process is kind of sitting with things and letting it sort of this time. It's not even necessarily always deliberate time where you're sitting down and thinking about it, although I did go go through and reread transcripts and re-listen to things. But there's this this step that's necessary of just sort of letting things come together in your mind mm-hmm. and letting it sit and, and that pondering. And I think, you know, it's not writing that's hard. It's the thinking part. And you have yeah. to give yourself time and space. And, yeah. you know, one of the epiphanies I've had again and again in my career is that, you know, I used to beat myself up about procrastinating, but I understand now that that's a, a crucial part of the process and that procrastination is usually you know, me saying, no, I, I need, you know, to, I need to take this time to think about it more. And frankly, having the pressure of a deadline can be really clarifying and can help push that thing, you know, push the form out of the, the mess. Yeah, deadlines always help, don't they? They do. They're <laughs> necessary. I really, I can't, I cannot work without them. And it's funny, I feel like this podcast uh, has taken me longer than it should have because I didn't have any hard deadlines with it. And, oh, right. uh, you know, it's really, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's fine um, because the scripts are done now or moving forward and it's going to be completed. But it just, you know, having too much of that time is not necessarily helpful either. Mm-hmm. Ripening. That's how I think about that time. Is is mm. it's a ripening time. I love that word. That's that's so apt. <laughs> so another thing that that really came up this year for me. This is so boo boo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you expect this from me. <laughs> <laughs> is that I felt so much love as mm. I was doing what I was doing, especially. In collaborations, like with you, mm-hmm. um, like with my friend Sherry, like with Kaylee Nasbo, with Mythica, you know, with my guitar mm-hmm. player, with the album, just so much love for the people that I'm working with. But also, yeah. here we go. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I felt like, like, here comes I, the woo. <laughs> here comes the woo. I felt so. Mm, grateful to feel like just enormous amounts of love pushing through me Mm -hmm. uh, conduitishly Uh as if going you know as if 
it just felt too important, Christy, to not notice and to not mm-hmm. even and to not talk about, you mm-hmm. know, to, to share with classes, you know, how how much I love them, how yeah. much I, I love what we're doing and what's possible when we're together and to be somehow ridiculous in love mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and to be fearless in bringing yeah. love into uh, what I'm doing and sharing and it just it feels like such an essential part I couldn't not bring it up Hmm. you know I actually love that and that doesn't feel woo at all to me because (laughs) it feels so tangible and I mean you and I I experience that with you all the time and I I feel the same yeah just this astonishing gratefulness and Mm -hmm. and love just Mm -hmm. that when your whole body has that resonant feeling and mm-hmm. how good, right? How good and how, how often we don't talk about it. Yeah. And yet it's somehow at the, at the absolute foundation of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, the other thing is having that support from your creative network and, you know, you, the people who care about you and are rooting for you. I think that really, that's meaningful and it, it can help a lot. <laughs> Now that you're saying it, you know, of course, this is it. I mean, I feel as if the the love that I have received from my creative community, which, you know, mm-hmm. sending the poems out every day and yeah. people who respond and and especially since Finn died, mm-hmm. you know, that's been almost two and a half years now. And as that circle of love then has been so clear to me how yeah. <laughs> how much love I've received and and want to give back and mm-hmm. it comes back and it just this beautiful energetic amazement i've just seen this incredible blossoming that has arisen from that profound you know unthinkable loss and it it inspires me and it's i think it's really important to recognize that you know we can have horrible losses in our lives and still keep going and and we can continue to find beauty in the world and to create and that that's actually a way of honoring those losses um you know that it's okay to find joy again and it's okay to uh, move forward because we have to here again the the poem gregory orr's poem that saved me not to make loss beautiful but to let loss be the place where beauty starts and that little poem snippet has saved me and feels like what we're talking about. So apropos mm-hmm. of this. It's so interesting that you mentioned him because years ago when a dear friend of mine died of, of cancer, I just somehow stumbled upon his book of poetry, uh, one of them. And I, I, I sent him an email and he, he wrote back just to tell him how meaningful it had been. And, and uh, oh, my gosh, he just has some absolutely beautiful poems about grief and about mm-hmm. loss and his personal story is just so moving yeah and this is how it is this is how mm-hmm. we carry each other right in our mm-hmm. creative practices yeah my other huge epiphany from this year christy just happened it's been evolving but it happened uh-huh. big time recently with a retreat that i did with circles of trust which is parker palmer's philosophy i suppose he founded the Center for Courage and Renewal, and I was doing a Circles of Trust retreat that was Circles of Trust and Poetry. Mm-hmm. And it was full of silence between people. Hmm. Even so, this was an online retreat, 
there was silence between each person and you didn't call on anyone and people just, even so there's 24 people on the screen, <gasps> you just came into the circle, spoke into the circle when it felt right. Hmm. And I had this thought like, that's never going to work. <laughs> right. Oh, it did so beautifully. And it was the most profound teacher for me about how silence itself could hold space in a way better than me, mm -hmm. <laughs> but better, better than, better than a voice, better than reflecting mm -hmm. back, better than calling on. And I, I became so aware of how essential silence was, not just for the creation part of a creative process, mm -hmm. but also for the sharing part of a creative process. Yeah. And I'm... I'm enthralled with it now. I've been practicing it in other groups that I'm leading uh, and mm -hmm. and just really noticing silence and voice and how beautifully silence holds us and how if we trust mm -hmm. silence, it delivers this really magical experience that I, I'm you can hear. I'm like all <laughs> giddy and alive yeah. with it. It's so exciting. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. In fact, I feel kind of bad about all the times that I've talked <laughs> when I should have just shut up and let the silence do the work. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to exploring that more. Well, it can be such a such a profound way of, of being present, right? That silence mm -hmm. and being you know having that shared presence too. So so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have noticed sometimes in my reporting, whenever I will l listen back on, on my interview tapes, I always think, shut up, Christy, you're talking too much. But I've really become a lot better at sort of just listening more and and leaving those and sometimes, you know, letting someone say something and then not responding immediately mm -hmm. and giving that silence can be a really great way to get more and, and better material because you sort of give them uh, a little more space and, uh, you know, there, there's an impulse maybe to fill the silence, but to let them, you know, to let the subject do that. And I've gotten some of my best material that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting. This new <laughs> playground. Silence. <laughs> oh, that's great. So Rosemary, tell me, I know, did you have some goals for the year? Did you meet all of them? Sweet friend, I I really did, I, <laughs> and then amazing. some. It was it was so exciting. Um, <laughs> it was quite astonishing. Uh, probably the biggest one that I'm not talking about mm -hmm. is uh, that I I wrote these three romance books and put oh, them into the world. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, two of them are in the world already. One will be in the world next year and uh, the beginning of next year. And and you know. They're all anonymous, and I'm not saying that I wrote them. And I've certainly learned that uh, it's very hard to promote a book with a no-name author who's not telling anybody that they wrote it. Um, right. <laughs> so we're learning about that. But, oh my gosh, I did that. You did it. I, I yeah, wrote three did. novels and, and put them into the world. Um, it's yeah. Christy? It blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind. That happened this year. It that did. happened I'm this so year. So proud of you. And yeah. uh, and the launch of um, the Poetic Path, which is the mm -hmm. app on Ritual and on your phone, and you can get daily poems every day. I recite a poem. They're curated, unlike the the poems that I send out in emails every day. I, I'm doing that. I, I have yeah. Christy. I didn't even know what a podcast. I, you know, I I still <laughs> I <know>. can hardly <laughs> function with with the recording equipment, and and yet, 
Yeah, here you are. A, a daily app. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's just been really thrilling. I, um, yes, pretty much everything I had supporting other writers, that was a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to put yeah. up reviews for other people's books. And I, I think I put up over a dozen reviews on Amazon, which was a goal for me mm-hmm. um, to support other writers that way. And yeah, all the honey came out and That's right. has gone all into four honey. printings. That's so amazing. It is. It just, it's, it's so exciting. I think though, Christy, I look at this list of accomplishments and it was fun making it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I looked at it. I was like, that's cool. And then I realized though, that, that what I got out of 2023 was so much more than the list of accomplishments. Really. It Mm -hmm. was this, it was those things I mentioned earlier. It was this sense of astonishing love that pushed through mm-hmm. everything. It was this beautiful trust that came out of being with the work. It was yeah. this um, new relationship to silence mm-hmm. and this awareness of my limitations that I really can't do yeah. it all and I can't yeah. do it in my sleep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, you have again and again um, gone back to this lesson that we've discussed. <laughs> we had a whole show about it, but about saying no. Okay. I remember. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, though. We all, we all go through this. Um, you know, I think it's, it's like I said, it's a problem of success. And you've had a very successful couple of years. And uh, you're you're full into all of those uh, challenges that success can bring, and I think you've met them so well. Just inspired by by all that you've done, my friend. Thank you, Christy. Thank yeah. you. Well, I just want to say I feel like this podcast has been one of the creative highlights for me, absolutely for the year. And I think just you know, as you know, we just hit our 100th episode, but I feel like we've really just been in this great rhythm. We've had so many great guests, but it's just such a wonderful, you know, regular opportunity to show up and think about creativity mm-hmm. and to take on these issues and to really explore some ideas that are meaningful to me. Do you have other parts of this this year that as you look back and you're like, yep, I did that. Are you, is there anything you want to highlight? I mean, I think <laughs> what was great about this year is I really only did creative work that I really wanted to do and that was meaningful to me. You know, so I wrote some book reviews, which were really fun, and they were books I was interested in and, and really enjoyed doing that. I wrote this essay that was a lot of fun. I had a great experience with the editor and he pushed me a little bit on it, which was fun and, and great. And, you know, I wrote this feature um, about a topic that I was interested in. And so that was fun. And, you know, it's nice to be asked to do to do things like that. And so that's been good. And I think, you know, overall, though, I think the podcast has just been the thing you know, that was really my focus. Mm-hmm. And it was fun because it's something that um, I can't say that I've never done audio. When I was first starting in my career, I actually worked at KGNU Radio in Boulder. I started off in audio, but I hadn't done anything with it in a long time. And you know, really working in audio, you know, our podcast is a little bit of a different thing where we're just talking. And so it was fun because it it was an opportunity to do something that was a little bit different than what I've been doing. It wasn't so different where I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, I had enough experience with it that I wasn't, you know, fumbling in the dark. Mm -hmm. But it was really just a lot of fun to work in a different medium and to think, 
you know, in a different way. So that's been great. And it's definitely made me think, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I would like to do some more podcasts after this, you know, we'll see, we'll see, you know, how I feel when it's all said and done. But yeah, really, I really enjoyed that. And it was fun to do something that was different than, you know, all the stuff that I had been doing. So that was, you know, really enjoyable. Well, and congratulations to Christy, because when I asked you last year if I gave you a magic wand, oh yeah, what would you do with it? And you wanted the form to emerge and for this to come together, and it has. It you did. did it without a magic wand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting. You know, so the podcast is a sh- short run, and each episode has to sort of stand alone, but it's also part of a, a bigger thing. And it was interesting to see, too, like, in the end, I sort of felt like, oh, episodes are sort of like book chapters. You know, there has to be, you want them to have something that's kind of propelling people to to listen or to read the next the next chapter, the next episode, but they have to sort of stand alone and they have sort of a self-containedness about them, um, but also sort of this narrative drive. And that was really fun to sort of recognize and figure out and, and work on. Mm-hmm. So if you look forward now to mm-hmm. 2024, mm-hmm. what are some things you think are on your horizon? A couple of things. I obviously will put out the podcast so really excited about that and maybe see what what that brings or how you know at that point when it's all done how I'm feeling about it if I want to pitch some other projects or look at that um but I really am a lot of my intention with the podcast was to do some initial reporting on my next book and so I've been kind of looking at that so I think you know maybe this this year will be the one when I really start to move forward on that book and commit to working on that Um, But I'm also looking at, um, so I had this phenomenal experience in October. I went to a journalism conference. I hadn't seen my science writer friends in a while. I'd seen a few of them, but this was sort of the first time I'd convened with them since the pandemic. And uh, it was so great. And I got together with one of my old uh, workshop groups uh, one night, and it was so inspiring to see what everyone was up to and talking to people. And it sort of inspired me. Um, I think I'm going to do another workshop this year. Oh. I, good. I have been doing these workshops on freelancing and how to put together a freelance business. But I think uh, this time I'm going to focus it on you know, how to build a, a, a satisfying career. Um, and it may be that it's not entirely just doing that project or doing that freelancing. Um, because so many people, you know, the industry has changed a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of my peers also pivoting where they're no longer freelancing full time or they're doing things in addition to writing and so sort of looking at that. So basically making it more career focused and finding satisfaction and less um, necessarily freelancing per se. So I'm thinking about that and, and considering I have some ideas on, on other instructors that I will invite and I'm excited about it. And I've, I've been kind of floating the idea. The idea actually came out of that gathering of these freelancers that I had had it at one of my workshops, but then I've been floating it with some other people and getting a lot of enthusiasm for it. So excited about that. That's so cool that it's coming back, but with a shift, with a change that reflects you, by the way, that reflects the changes you've made. Right. And I mean, you know, because I'm not freelancing full time anymore, I feel like it would be it would feel a little disingenuous to be putting on a workshop about how to be a full time freelancer. (laughs) Um, But what I have done is put together, you know, I feel like I've never been happier in my creative life and my creative career than I am now. And a lot of that is because, you know, I'm I'm not financing it through creative work, which is like have been sort of an epiphany for me. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of other people are looking at that. So, yeah. 
So if I gave you some magic wands, mm. you can have as many as you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> what would you right. do with them right now if you could do anything with a magic wand for your creative life in 2024? Well, you know, this is hard because I, I just, I don't feel, I'm not feeling like I need magic right now, I feel like, <laughs> which is great, right? I mean, isn't that where we want to get, where the magic wand isn't magic? It's just how, how we're doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love to next time at this year uh, be in a place where I'm really working on the book, maybe even signed a contract on it. I'm not sure, you know, I don't want to do that till I'm really ready to be fully committed, Um but yeah, I would like to make progress on, on the book. I've even been looking at it a little bit. So I think, you know, in terms of where do I want to be going and doing that, that would be the thing I would choose now. But, you know, life's mysterious. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Life is mysterious. I, I am open to new creative opportunities and ideas. I am um, open. My gosh, yeah. that's a gorgeous phrase. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rosemary? What, what are you going to use your magic wand on this year? Well... You know, I am looking at my little list. It says 42024. By the way, friends, Christy does hers on spreadsheets and I write mine on blank pieces of paper, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I keep. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Can I steal your idea and not do any magic? No, here. I would. Uh, there, is a, <laughs> there is one thing that requires some magic. Most of my projects I'm looking at, they're... They're going to unfold. I have so much trust in them and, and mm -hmm. I see how they're already, you know, the seeds are in place. But mm -hmm. my friend Kayleen and I would really like to go do our Van Gogh performance at the Fringe Festival in Scotland. So I would use my oh. magic wand to get us in. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. But as I look forward to, to next year, I see, you know, the things that I want to continue that are things that I... Mm -hmm. Of course, this podcast and yeah. the daily poems and now the the daily phone app, The Poetic Path. Yeah. Uh, so all these things that, that are ongoing. And then I, I already know that I have a new book coming out this yeah. summer or fall. I'm very excited about it. That's exciting. Um, and very excited about the form of it, which someday mm -hmm. I hope we'll talk about on an episode yeah, because I'm just kind of in ecstasy about, about its form. Uh, I have another album that's going to come out, I think. I'm going to be mm. doing a program in Peonia in May with one of my heroes, Molly Ventner. So I'm so excited about that. Ooh, that's exciting. I will be at that. And practically speaking, I want to be able, Christy, to create my own platform for for doing some of my own programming instead of mm -hmm. uh, always partnering with other organizations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd actually like the the Magic Wands just to take care of that. Yeah, for me. <laughs> that business side is kind of a pain. Huh? I wish they would let, do that. Let the magic wand do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have another idea, too. We talked about this at one point, and we just were both of us too busy this year. But I would love to do another live performance of uh, or live taping of Emerging Form like we That'd did at so the Lit fun. Fest in Telluride that time. So we should find a time to do that. Would be really let's fun. put that on our list of yeah, let's goals. Do that. So do you have a word or a phrase, a, a theme for 2024? Um, you know, I didn't prepare anything and I don't, but I think uh, maybe the thing that I just <laughs> said, which is I'm open, you know, I'm, I'm open. here. I am just, you know, my, my mind is open to whatever comes into, you know, and I think that openness comes up again and again on this show. It's such an important part of cre creativity and mm -hmm. it's a part of the process that, you know, 
is essential. So yeah, I think just that openness is something I want to take into the new year. Oh, forever. Yeah. The opening. Um, mine this year is unfolding. Ooh. I suppose that's just another word for opening. Uh, although as I, as I've been mm. thinking about it, it just has this sense of continuing like a, Okay, so here's my insight, is that I think, you know, you were earlier talking about continuing all of these things. And so that unfolding to me sort of connotes that, you know, you're continuing, like, it's sort of like you're, you're rambling along the road, and you're just going to keep going, it's going to keep, you know, you're, you may be open to things that you will encounter on that road. But it's, it's that sort of, you know, in some ways, this the daily practice and the daily grind and the daily, you know, showing up is so much of that. And to mm -hmm. me, that that word unfolding really sort of captures some of that, the process, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas openness is kind of like I'm standing there looking up at the sky, you know, putting my tongue out for the snowflakes to, to land, right? <laughs> it was great. I just got to see you do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christy. Well, well, this has been really fun. I'm so glad that we do this. Me and too. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about what some of you listeners have contributed and told us about your creative year. So, yeah, keep those going because we, we will be recording that soon. Thank you, friends. Thanks, Christy. Thanks. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to Emerging Form. This is Rosemary Wattola-Tromer, and my co-host is science writer Christy Ashwanden. Our fabulous audio producer is Cherie Turner, and our music is created and performed by Kira Kopostansky and edited by Leah Shaw. Kate LaRue designed our logo, and Jack Mueller, of course, inspired our work and the name of this podcast. As he always said, you must obey the poem's emerging form. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Emerging Form. Did you know that for just a few bucks a month, you can become a paid subscriber and get bonus episodes every other week? Go to emergingform.substack.com to sign up. And if you really want to help us out, leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.